And he stopped me mid-sentence. And this is someone who roasts me all the time. And he just turned around and said, Allison, I mean this in a good way. You have a good vocabulary. Oh, my gosh. And I have never been more complimented in my entire life. Also, not trying to brag, but I was the second runner-up in my second grade spelling bee. So that's how I knew. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Welcome to season three of nice to have a friend podcast we are so excited that it's officially season three and we're so excited to be recording together again this time in person which is rare for us Woo! i know we don't have a google meet we were just talking about how nice that is to not have to be setting up an additional thing on the computer to stress us out which is good yeah it's the little things when you haven't been podcasting for a month you need all the grace that you can give yourself um if you saw on our instagram we've had a little bit of a rocky start getting to this recording session but it's only going to make this episode better don't you think allison Uh uh-huh i hope so i forgot my microphone so kind of long story short i have a weird parking situation at my apartment and because i have to leave for work so early in the morning lauren is very graceful about if sometimes she's like hey can I come pick you up and I'm like that would be wonderful thank you and so today I asked if she wouldn't mind doing that and I got distracted and forgot my microphone and so my wonderful roommate who god blessed me with Zari brought it to me she just said please let me wait till the titans are done playing because they were in overtime but thankfully Derrick Henry scored and the game ended very promptly and she brought me the microphone within 20 minutes she's the best Zari is a listener too most of the time she She listens to a few episodes um she's been converted she doesn't even (gasps) like podcasts but she has been listening because yes. i'll hear her listening in the living room and i hear my voice and i tell her i'm like can you please turn that down i don't want to listen to this again that is hilarious okay enough of us like spiraling about how crazy we can be sometimes allison <laughs> catch us up on how your life has been since we were recording season two. Oh gosh well i will be honest and say that part of the reason we took a break was because I needed one. I was kind of drowning in editing. If you heard me talk about this last season, I was freelancing. And so long story short, I had 26 videos I had to edit. Which is a lot. And the people told me that it would need to be finished by November 1st and I was on track, but they weren't on track. And so here we are in Thanksgiving's next week and I'm just now finishing the final edits for the last group of videos, but we're almost there, which will take me down from three jobs to two. Um, But the sports job is ramping up and getting crazier day by day. Part of the reason I was forgetful about my microphone and stuff was because I actually just traveled to Auburn with our football team to help with the coaches show and just kind of be an extra pair of hands for our media crew and so that was a whirlwind and then now I have stuff I have to do because basketball starts this week and we have a lot of live productions so things are getting crazy but outside of the job world I'm back at Orange Theory which is like the biggest blessing yes I'm so happy I love for it. You. it I've been going to bar with Lauren and I'm appreciative that she invited me to go and always was trying to get me to go with her but orange theory is so much better for me because it's just it's so hyper focused and like intense and crazy that i feel like i can yeah i mean everyone it, has their preference yes for and sure for me it's like my brain is working so overtime that i need something where someone is like go do this ah sweat blah, blah. and then when you leave i'm so tired i feel yeah. better and i need the calming like spiritual connection that i get at bar three lauren is good at being still i'm not and so orange theory i feel like it's good for people who cannot be still still. and (laughs) bar is good for people who can actually meditate and i don't know how to do that the whole class is like meditation (laughs) that's so funny how has your life been since we recorded last i've seen you but a lot of our listeners haven't gotten to see you so it's weird because even though we didn't have the podcast i still felt busy but i still felt like i had a ton of free time because Mm -hmm. i was just oh so i had graduation on friday they had a delayed graduation ceremony for um 
people who graduated in May. It was like socially distanced and everything. And going through that ceremony like made me reflect and I realized how much free time I've had since May, even with quarantine, like my life has just been so free, which I know that probably sucks for you to hear right now, Allison, because you were just talking about how you're so busy. But even though I'm extremely busy with work and like my two other jobs that I do like on the side, but compared to what I did in high school and college, this is nothing for me. So even though I'm like getting crazy and I have a ton of work sometimes, I still have way more free time than I've ever had in my life Mm -hmm. so it's just this weird balance of like feeling productive but knowing that it's okay to have this much free time Mm -hmm. and I've really been enjoying reading and cross-stitching and watching like fun tv shows and decorating for Christmas so yeah it's all good but I don't know it's just like a weird season for me I feel like we flip-flopped because I was in that boat kind of like end of August early September because everything yeah, and was, was so up in the busy. air and then now it's flip-flopped whereas yeah. like normally as a student you spend 16 years of your life being a student and you're like the whole Thanksgiving Christmas I can't wait for a break but with sports being the way that they are yeah. now it's like even more bananas than it's ever been and so I'm just kind of like oh this is the first time I'm having to realize like I'm probably not going home for Thanksgiving like I have to work and like, I have all this stuff to do and it's kind of crazy. I know, yeah, and fall in higher education is just insane. I feel like spring and summer, by comparison, are just not busy at all. It's always calmer for some yes. reason. At the at least for the first May, maybe is a little crazy, but I feel yeah. like the rest of it's usually pretty calm. Yeah, so that's just been me recently. I've also been very Trader Joe's obsessed. If you follow me on my blog Instagram account, I'm sorry that you've had to put up with so much Trader Joe's content. Sorry, not sorry, because you do yeah. love Trader Joe's. Yeah. I promise the Trader Joe's content is going to go down a little bit. But, yeah, it's still up because Trader Joe's is just a part of my life. Every time I go, I send her a picture of what I've gotten. Yeah. Or I ask, like, have you gotten this? Because I don't love Trader Joe's, but I go every now and then for, like, festive random items to just, yeah. let me see if they you make it Christmas. that ravioli and stuff that they I have. I do. I so. actually made the goat cheese and sun-dried yes. tomato one last week for lunch one day. I had it one day last week, too. It's so good. Well, everybody... This season is a little different than the other seasons we've done so far because our last two seasons have had a very dominant theme that really makes a lot of sense. But I don't know, Lauren, what would you say? In the last two seasons of doing this, we just have random ideas that we want to try that don't make any sense together. And we ourselves are not on theme in our current personal lives right now so I think this the seasons are kind of indicative of how we're feeling at the moment and me losing my mic or forgetting my microphone like yeah. 20 minutes after I opened a car door while a car was walking going by and I didn't look out in the street I think it's very indicative of the fact that I don't have it all together right, right. now so we just <laughs> needed a catch-all season so Allison tell them about the season like essence that you came up with if there is anybody in there out there in marketing i mean feel free to use this as my elevator pitch for you um but lauren and i've decided it's the holidays thanksgiving is next week christmas is coming up and you're probably going to be going to a lot of potlucks you know you're just gonna bring not because maybe not because of covid maybe don't do that (laughs) but if you are gonna go to a potluck in the past or in the future you have a random dish and they don't make sense together but you like just getting to try them out and so lauren and i've decided in the theme of 
holidays and potlucks that this is going to be the potluck season has literally nothing to do with the holidays it's more of just we're going to try the ideas we have that we think are fun yeah because we know a lot of you guys will respond to things you've responded more sometimes to things that we've done that we've done for fun and yeah, we enjoy doing random. those and so we're going to just test it out go along with our personalities show you guys insight into who we are and what we care about that maybe isn't that important and yeah. we decided we're going to start that off in a great way today with a pop culture episode because Lauren and I both love random aspects of a lot of things in pop culture. There's been a lot of crazy things in the news lately as far as pop culture related, um, yeah. especially people that we care about. And so we thought we're going to test this out today, see how this goes. And if you guys have any of these stories and you like them or you're interested in more of these, you can let us know. But we're going to test it out because we love pop culture and want to talk about it. That's pretty much feeling that I don't know. If you have a better way of saying that, please let me no, know. No, that's great. And I also wanted to say I feel like season one was so serious because mm-hmm. we kind of needed to introduce ourselves as like our entire past life. And so it had to be a little bit serious. But yeah. at the whole time we were kind of thinking when we like first started brainstorming this podcast, the first thing we wanted to be, we wanted it to be, was a pop culture podcast. Mm-hmm. That was our original idea. But also then, with the trace of yeah, like, we honesty. didn't want to be shallow. Yeah. Like we didn't want it to just be like a very vapid. We're not e news, really, right? <laughs> so we kind of had to have that first season as like a serious, like this is who we are. We're dedicated to the podcast. We're dedicated to friendship that kind of thing then our second season was focused on all of the wonderful people that we knew because in creating the podcast we realized how many people we knew who were doing great things and so we're excited because season three is kind of more in tune with who we are on a day-to-day basis and like what we care about mm-hmm. and what we talk about with each other through texting and through instagram dms yeah. so this is the nice to have a friend side that's yeah. like you've gotten through your heart to heart and now we're just We've but had, we're, just we're on the sugar high or we've had a lot of caffeine and now we're just gabbing about random stuff. Did I just use the word gabbing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what we're going to do. I mean, that is what it is. But yeah. I think that was a better way of... That, thank you. That was a better explanation no, than what I, I just... No, I think you explained posed. it really good too. I was just kind of bringing everyone along the evolution of our podcast in the few months that it's been the a The evolution, thing. the de-evolution, the devil devolvement the development yeah. of where we're going next. oh my gosh but i'm so excited to talk about pop culture and i'm very excited because i think the first thing we're going to talk about is going to be a very it regular makes sense. it's very on brand for yes, the podcast what is topic number one a very regular series <laughs> here on our pop culture um episodes and i'm sure you guys aren't surprised but it involves a girl named taylor We are going to talk about Taylor Swift for just a second because she has came through for this episode and provided us with some content. If you are a Swifty, you know that Taylor sometimes checks out periodically and we don't hear from her for months or weeks and we're like, what's going on? Is she doing anything? Is she not doing anything? But she came through just in time for this episode and delivered some news for us. So first of all, that was really weird. So first of all, she is in another little spat over her masters, which I feel bad calling it a spat because I feel like that's me. It's, being it's like it's like, a quibble when it's really yeah, important. <laughs> yeah, it's really important. But I feel like that was just the first word that came to mind. So quickly, I'm sure everyone knows she is struggling because her uh, contract ended with her record label last year. And so she moved to a different label. And then her uh, guy that she had worked with her entire career, the guy who kind of 
found her, sold her entire discography to someone that she does not like and has not had a good relationship with, Scooter Braun, who is also Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande's manager. Is he still currently their manager? Yes. So they don't have issues with him, right? No. Okay. And Demi Lovato, I think, is also under him, but that's like more recently. Um, So that all happened, and she was very upset about it understandably so because you know now he had a lot of like say over what happened to her music and she can't stand this person so that really stings so also she wasn't given the option to buy the music he kind of like cut her out of the equation according to her i mean i'm saying all this from being a taylor swift fan (laughs) so anyways fast forward to what's happening now he scooter braun wanted to sell it and so he kind of entered into a talk with taylor but before she could even look at their like financial records or before they could really start negotiating he was going to make her sign like an nda basically and say that she could never say another negative thing about him ever again Like, whatever she said about him could only be positive. She was going to enter into, like, a legal contract. It's an interesting... I know why he did that, because I know Taylor Swift fans were attacking him nonstop. I'm sure he's been hurt by this in the past few months. So, I can see, like, where he's coming from. I just don't understand why he thought that she would sign off on that. I know. She doesn't want it bad enough. I think he knew she wouldn't. And that was him getting his... I consulted with her like I did the nice thing but he obviously knew she wasn't gonna agree to that so um anyways he I guess offered it to Shamrock Capital which actually was started by the Disney family which I think is so funny I don't know if they still own it Mm-hmm. I feel like it's I'm sure if hard. they do, it's probably just one of their small media yeah. franchise. It's probably not. It's not Disney. They probably don't have anything right. really to do with it branding wise. Right. So they tried to reach out to Taylor and form kind of like a collaboration or a partnership, but I am not going to go into like legal jargon because I don't understand it myself. But for some reason, the way that they were wanting to work with her, it was going to benefit Scooter. Braun. Like he was still going to get commission off of yeah. it in a way down the line. Right. So okay. she doesn't want to be a part of anything that gives him commission. So she respectfully said no, but I'm excited that you appreciate my music because they were very like, they sent a very respectful letter to her. She spent a, sent a very respectful letter back. So I think everything is going to be better now, but it's still just... So whatever their contract, the Shamrock group that now owns her music, were they trying to sell it to her or they wanted to collaborate with her and still make money off of it? Yeah, it was more like the second one. Okay, so So, not her owning it. Because I was going to say, do you think without Scooter that she still, like say that Scooter Braun wasn't attached to it at all, do you think she would have? Worked with them. Worked with 100%. them? 100%. Yeah. You do? You don't think that she would have still been like, no, I want to own all my music now? I think... Now that she's been burned? Well, if she couldn't buy it, then I think she would want to work with these people. Like, if she could buy it, though, she would want to do that, if that makes okay. sense. But, um... She said, under the terms of your acquisition, Scooter Braun and Ithaca Holdings would continue to receive many years of future financial reward from my Music Masters videos artwork. If I support you as you request, I'll be contributing to these future payments to Scooter Braun. I simply cannot in good conscience bring myself to be involved in benefiting him. It's a shame to know I will now be unable to help grow the future of these past works. So it's almost like they wanted to bring her on as a consultant for her music, if that makes sense. Okay. So. Music is confusing to me. The copyright and ownership around music. It's I just know. just so. 
I know. It's a tangled web. Hopefully, <laughs> everything is on the up and up now, though, because it seems like these people actually care about her. So, yeah. Which, who's to say Scooter Braun never cared about her? I don't know. I do not know. But also, in Taylor Swift news, she was on a podcast with, um, on the top 100, like, giving new details about All Too Well and going really into Red because Red was her only album to enter the top 100 mm -hmm. on Billboard, like their new podcast that they did. So I was actually really surprised that Red was the highest rated album because it's her lowest like award. So when you say highest rated, is that based on they, charts or no, like streaming? No, it's not or? based on charts. It's ba based on the votes of like all the music reporters at Okay, so yeah. it's like a critical so, but not super. Right. People in the know of music were the ones voting on this. Right. Okay. But the podcast episode was really interesting and it was really short, so I'll make sure we put it in the show notes. And it just renew it just revealed some new information about All Too Well. So if you're a super fan, you should go listen to it, but I'm not going to go into like too much detail about it because, you know. And talking about Red, so she actually just posted today a photo, and it said not a lot going on at the moment, and it looked like her in some kind of like cozy cabin. So the last time she posted a picture with that cab, that caption, she had just started recording folklore. So everyone is 99% certain that she either started or finished recording Red, because backstory, she's re-recording all of her first six albums because of the whole Scooter Braun dilemma that we just talked about. But yeah, that's just exciting because that means that she's getting closer to being finished and I hope that we get that music next year sometime. So That'd I'm super excited. It would be just so wild to hear Taylor Swift sung yes, by like, current Taylor Swift. Can you imagine so just if you're not a Taylor Swift fan, song? that's her first album is just self-titled, but that's the super country, kinky, curly-haired Taylor Swift. I don't know. Picture That'll to be burn, weird. yeah. All of that, so... I'll be excited to hear our song, because I know she has to be re-recording that one. Yes, she has to. That's iconic. But she also won recently Apple Music Songwriter of the Year, which I'm sure she was really excited about, because streaming is just the new thing that artists, you know, want to be recognized mm -hmm. in, and songwriting is, I think, her favorite part of her job. And me and Allison were talking about this, like, as we talk about stuff like this in our friendship on the daily, and she said, oh, yeah, because this is the first complete year that we've had Apple Music, isn't it? And I said, <laughs> no. And she said, I, oh, but it's pretty recently come out, right? Isn't that what you said? Yeah, apparently it came out in 2015. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm a Spotify user, so I had no idea, but I thought, I could have sworn that Apple came out in, like, 2018. It's okay. That is so funny, though. Because I remember everyone was annoyed with their Spotify raps or their you know how they made a duplicate yes. of that and apples was like really dumb and i just was Spotify's like oh that was the really end cool. of the first year so this is the second year of apple i don't know that is so funny i my context of that is out the window and lastly before we move on from taylor swift i'm gonna watch the amas tonight because she's nominated in four categories so i'm excited to see if she gets any i still have some work to do so i may try and stay up and yeah. watch some of it tonight and just forego some of that sleep tomorrow for tomorrow we'll see 
Well, moving on in our celebrity news from Taylor Swift, and more unfortunate story, I'm sure most people have seen that the longtime host of Jeopardy, Alex Trebek, died earlier this month. He died on November 8th. And just if you aren't sure who that is, Alex Trebek is just a lifelong game show host. He was on some other shows before he joined Jeopardy, but he's been the host of Jeopardy since 1984. So like, if you think about that, that's kind of wild to think about yeah. how long he's been a staple in media, just a TV personality. Yeah. Um, but he died from complications of pancreatic cancer. Something that I think is so weird, I guess, because they pre-record all of this, is that yeah. he has all the episodes pre-recorded up until Christmas. So, like, he's still on TV every night. Um, we watched the first episode of the day after the news about him dying ha- came out, and they did they did a little tribute to him. It was very moving, very sweet before the episode started, but it's just, it's kind of a nice comfort to still see him on TV. Yeah. But knowing it's not going to be him, because they still haven't announced a replacement. But I was telling Lauren... I think it'll be interesting because if you watch Jeopardy or a Jeopardy fan, I'm sure you know the names, James Holthauser and Ken Jennings. Um, Ken Jennings was, he had the longest winning streak on Jeopardy. He won 74 games in a row in 2004. That's insane. Can you imagine? Which I do think that at times Jeopardy gets harder, but it fluctuates. Yeah, but 74 so everyone's games, kind of on an even playing field. Yes, and I don't remember the exact number. I tried to write it down, but I must have forgotten in my um, getting distracted today before the podcast <laughs> started. But I'm pretty sure he won $2.5 million at, over time on the show. And I don't know wow. if that counts for inflation or not, but that's so much money. And oh my gosh. Anyway, but he also won the greatest of all time tournament that Jeopardy did last fall. And I'll tell you what, I remember watching those. Those were some of the hardest trivia questions I've ever seen in my life. Um, But they brought Ken Jennings on as a producer for this season. And part of me wonders if they're gonna try, if they knew that Alex was kind of having complications and that they were going to try and get someone who's a household name back because he's actually been doing stuff on the game show network with other shows not as a host but he's been a sub in on some trivia shows so I think that would be kind of interesting that'll be interesting and plus it would be kind of cool to have someone that is one yeah. and did so well beat but i don't know he's if he an has icon the, in the show yeah. himself i just don't know if he has the right personality but that yeah. would be definitely interesting for sure but you, you can still catch alex trebek before his episodes finish he'll be on there until around christmas i, th- I think christmas might be the last like episode that he's on that week so well did you see he wrote like a note to be released upon his death or something or maybe it wasn't that but it was like his monologue for what he was gonna say on his last episode oh or no something. i didn't realize and that it said like thank you all please be as kind to the new host as you have been to me for the past like however many years you said i need to find the That's exact so tweet sweet. but no i didn't see yeah, that the producer of jeopardy tweeted it out well i saw that he i was wondering if they were gonna have a public funeral for him which i don't think they did but he was they've already taken care of it and he's laid at rest so technically he was cremated but that's kind of a detail you guys might not have wanted has taken enough rocked this world me and preston were watching the crown and i was like preston she's going she's gonna outlive the the coronavirus going to die she well i'm gonna miss people would make memes of alex trebek saying the word genre because he'd go genre genre (laughs) but i'm gonna miss that Oh, an icon. Speaking of other icons. And the coronavirus. Just combine those two together. One of my favorite things that has happened (laughs) the past week was the Dolly Parton cinnamon bread vaccine meme. 
Oh my gosh. I just thought those were a few words I would never say in conjunction with each other. <laughs> but Dolly Parton invested in the COVID vaccine efforts and mm-hmm. someone said the we can link it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll I believe that she Instagram. donated to Vanderbilt, but Vanderbilt was helping with the Moderna yes. vaccine, I believe. Yes, yeah. and so then it said the vaccine and it was a picture of the grist mill where the cinnamon bread at Dollywood <laughs> is made. And if you have been to Dollywood, you know that that cinnamon bread is otherworldly it is seriously the best me and Preston it's so, eat an that's entire such a loaf. good meme i just it's such a niche east tennessee yes. humor but it's good it's so so good i don't know if you would get it if you haven't been to dollywood but if you've been to dollywood but if you haven't been to dollywood imagine like the best your favorite weird theme park food or like travel food this random thing you got on a street that in new york city amazing. that is amazing that's it's just cinnamon bread but it's like a cinnamon roll on crack it's so much better oh my gosh it's i can't even describe it's how just much buttery and that. cinnamony and yes. it's just you want it you can't you say you're gonna eat two slices of it or whatever and then you eat the whole yeah. thing and the lines for the food places at dollywood are never long i mean you're in and out in like 10 minutes probably but that one but the grist mill line is always like an hour long or something i mean it's probably not that long but in it the winter like it, it yeah. gets really dollywood long. is not disney world you don't have to wait 45 minutes for no. anything but you may have to wait like 10 minutes for this bread and you think it's a long time (laughs) it's so good this is a slight uh coming out of left field (laughs) everybody's like i don't know why are you doing that well it's because our next celebrity news this is kind of just a geek out moment for me but last week we had some big news coming out of major league baseball um i did look up the pronunciation for this so this person's last name is ng and i had to look that up because i've never known how to pronounce it but i think it's kind of like like ang from like ang from the last airbender i'm glad you said that because the author of little fires everywhere her last name is like this and i've just been saying ing Okay, that sounds good. But uh, I was, no, you're right. I, I, think. I, I looked it up on the internet. A robot said it, so I could be I wrong. I bet you're right. But Kim Ong became the first general manager of a Major League Baseball team last week. Um, a female. That, yes, and that is a very big deal because she is now the first female they believe to be the general manager of a Major League Sports franchise in the United States ever. So it's not just Major yeah. League Baseball. Um, and I did a little digging on her because I saw this, but it was a busy week, so I didn't really get to see a lot. But the MLB releases awesome graphic and it was it was a photo of a little girl just looking at that news on the tv with a ball cap on and pennants on her wall and i just thought that that was so cool for every girl that's grown up in sports because i don't think about it a lot i don't care necessarily that there's not like a giant coach somewhere i thought it was cool that for tennessee fans that carol lawson was with the celtics for a while now she's the women's coach at duke um but like seeing things like that it's cool to see but i don't necessarily think anything about it when I don't see it Um, but seeing that news was pretty interesting so if you're not a big baseball person essentially the general manager is kind of like the step under the owner they're in charge of things on contracts roster decisions things like that so they're doing a lot of personnel decisions but they get a ring like if the team wins the world series they're a part of the team in that sense Um, but she grew up in Queens which is interesting because that's where the Mets play but she was a Yankees fan which I thought was kind of interesting um but she played softball in college at Chicago um University of Chicago and then she just started as an office intern for the White Sox and just kept working her way up um and she had this quote for an article that I read from MLB.com and it just said I never thought about working in operations for a sports organization I thought that marketing or sports information would be more likely areas I just didn't think there were opportunities in operations for someone like me 
until I got my position at the White Sox. And just hearing that, now she's the highest ranking woman in baseball. I feel like I've been in a similar boat working in sports of I just didn't think that this next level was, not that I didn't think it was possible for me, but I didn't think about pursuing it. And it's taken people around me being like, hey, you should try this for me to take extra steps out. And I think that's just cool when you have the right mentors, what you can do to work your way up. So it's interesting. Um, She is the GM for the Miami Marlins. I forgot to say that. But yeah, so good for her. Good for Miami. Wow. That's a pretty cool feat, a uh, little history moment that you might not have realized happened last week. Well, the only other general manager for a sports scene that I have like ever thought about is Jerry Krause from the 96 Bulls and from the other time in the Bulls <laughs> dynasty. Because Again with the last dance. <laughs> Allison. I thought you were gonna say Jerry Jones, but he's like yeah, the owner of, of the too, Cowboys. But, but yeah, he's not a general manager, right? <laughs> no, he's the he's the owner. Okay, he's but the big Jerry Krause, man, if you've seen The Last Dance, you know. But Allison has not, so she does not know. Okay, so we actually have a very exciting announcement, which I don't know if Allison's gonna want to put this in the episode right here, but we might just put it in here so that if you're listening in the middle of the episode and you don't just like zone out, you can hear it. Oh yeah, we should also say we're transitioning out of celebrity news into media news now, and this is our first one. Okay, perfect. I I put it in the wrong spot. Sorry guys. In media news, (laughs) the biggest podcast in the entire world, nice to have a friend, has now created a Twitter account so you can start interacting with us on Twitter and you never know we may start using the new fleets technology is that, that what has, it's called yes it's called i had fleeting. i just kept seeing people say twitter stories and i no, didn't know the twitter stories fleets, are called like fleets. a vessel of ships like, like you're fleet. fleeting yeah why i don't know but i hope it ends before we get really going on the <laughs> why twitter do we account. need twitter stories okay i don't know i put in a note here that we could talk about this but i saw someone make a meme and it was an excel spreadsheet with stories at the top and i just oh i don't my understand gosh. what the point is I i've know. only clicked on like two of them i've never I'm, well, i refuse maybe. i don't want them to see me interacting with it so that they'll take it off i don't know how you feel about this because you work in social media yeah. where i don't but i feel like instagram is going to end up being the catch-all platform in the future oh yeah me too. because it's going to be like, TikTok. It's going to be yeah, like, all those. I think all those things. I think TikTok is going to stay a lot longer than Vine did. There's a lot of money. And there's so much content creation because yeah. there's so many new people getting on and creating stuff every day. But I feel like in the future, as far as businesses and selling, connecting yeah. with people, it showing off sense. your products, I feel like one. Instagram is going to outlive. I know. But I just don't understand why Twitter, when we right. already have enough idiocracy on twitter also, i don't know if that's a real word at but at the same time instagram stories when they first came out were widely unpopular that is people true people were not happy about it they thought it was stupid they kept on snapchat i remember people posting on their instagram story follow me on snapchat because i'm not going to be using this and now instagram stories have kind of mm-hmm. like been a catalyst for i use that more for instagram than 100%. i do posting just normal stuff. but will twitter be the same Maybe not. Maybe. And I guess the reason I'm thinking that is because Twitter is a written platform. Yes, so I don't understand the point of having a photo story. But when I now working in sports, I've seen how sports have companies and like franchises yeah. have already adapted to it. So I guess because it's so much more, you can retweet Instagram. You can't like the sharing isn't as big of a deal. Whereas Twitter sharing is a big deal. 
or it's big, but you know, it's like it's easier right. to share on Twitter. So I don't know. But anyway, yeah, we have a Twitter now. So yes, go follow it. We'll have it linked below. We'll follow below. you back. Yeah, because we want that to be where we can interact very quickly and casually mm-hmm. and very easily for episode mm-hmm. content. So and for stuff like this, Lauren and I find a lot of the stuff we like as far as pop culture, or funny Definitely. memes and stuff that we share on Twitter. And so we'll kind of keep that as a place where you can just get a catch all for some happy thoughts in your feed. You yeah, know, to break up some of the political and like right. if you're a Vols fan that stuff the twitter stuff about that you know and we post tweets on our instagram all the time so if you're following there you'll get to see the things that we're laughing about before mm-hmm. and they're usually lauren takes a lot of mine because she thinks they're funny so you can just go ahead and follow yes. me get it yeah. straight from the source <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay now in actual the media event section that we had written out on our desk yes. so this may be a mix of media and celebrity but i told lauren i thought it'd be interesting to share a little bit of tiktok news not because i want tiktokers to be famous but they will be because i want you to flash back if you had a vine did you have a vine when you were in high school no but okay my friend sierra she probably does not listen to this but she would show me every single vine that ever existed on the platform and i would just be like ha 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 Mm -hmm. because my humor just doesn't match up with this with vine or tiktok you have to have a less sophisticated sense of humor (laughs) (laughs) mine it was not it was not so i didn't have a vine but i know what it is completely yes well where vine died quickly because it was too short and there weren't enough people on it because you would see the same ones all the time. All the time. But because of that, you recognize these faces. And there are quite a few people from Vine that are famous now. Cole, like um, LeBrand. Well, the biggest one is Sean Mendes. Sean Mendes started on oh, Vine. Oh, I did not even And I know think that. people forget about that. He just started doing covers and then he got a record deal pretty soon after. But it he still took him. He never talks about that. No. And then there are people like... Cameron Dallas. Yeah, Cola Brandt. Uh, he's a very famous YouTuber now. There's actors like King Batch, I think was his name. There's Marcus Johns. Um, do you know him? Yeah, Marcus Johns. Like, there are a lot of people from Vine that are actors now. They may not be big time, but I think Sean Mendez is the biggest case in Definitely. point. Definitely. Um, but TikTok is going to do the same thing, but now the problem, not the problem, but I guess the benefit for them is it's even more viral um, yes. than we were even just six years ago so the number one person on the app is charlie d'amelio she just hit 100 million followers this which weekend, is crazy if you think about that and get this lauren she started her account and started posting videos in may of 2019 so only a year and a half yeah and she hit a million followers last october so because she's kind of she's kind of had like a little bit of a scandal that's really not yeah, a scandal it's not a scandal this i saw weekend. it on twitter and it's I'm stupid like, i'll fill you in guys if you don't have a tiktok because you really don't need to lower the iq here to understand this one long story short her family has a youtube channel they have a personal chef that's a friend and he made them dinner there were snails in it because it was paella one of the girls ate one she spit it out and threw up acted immature and they were filming it to be funny they were filming it to be funny and everyone's like they're so bratty and entitled i'm like they're 16 and 19 i know that i was bratty and entitled sometimes so when i was 16 and a snail is not like the same thing as as saying that you don't like like bread i don't know yeah it's a snail you don't like italian bread or something i don't know like a lot of people are gonna act that way over a snail do i think that their personalities are dry and similar maybe to a saltine cracker at times yes i do but i don't think there's anything wrong with them i think that they're just like two teenage girls that got fame early and they're gonna be they're gonna struggle they're gonna struggle to figure it out but people are being silly but charlie d'amelio is basically just a cute small girl that dances and she's gotten 100 million and followers she has that drink at dunkin donuts she has a drink at dunkin donuts that's so popular she gets it every day it's basically a caramel macchiato with extra menu. sugar like yeah. you can go up and say i want the charlie drink. and guys this is someone who's been on the internet on this app a for an, a, a year and a half and she's 16 
Also, I want to point out that Taylor Swift just now has 140 million followers on Instagram and Taylor Swift has been around has been around for almost like 15 years or more so, so think of the viral how viral TikTok is when that's how fast that's you can grow insane. Um, but her family is getting a reality show I was mistaken I thought that it had already been picked up by E I don't think they've announced if anybody has picked it up yet um, but her family's getting a reality will. show I'm thinking that it might be to it could potentially be a ratings boost where keeping up with the Kardashians is soon to go off air I feel like it would be a perfect fit in for that because it's kind of the same format of this family with young girls that's just getting famous uh, anyway so that's something to keep your eye out for and then also addison ray who is the second most followed person on tiktok she has about 60 million followers so just you know not a not quite as many but i didn't still realize quite they were few. that yeah that just dis- dis- wow. so far away from each other but she is actually got her first acting gig um which is going to be he's all that which is just basically a gender swapped version of she's all that the rom-com from 1999 I need to watch that because i don't think i've ever seen it. i haven't either and i thought that i had i think i've seen snippets of it but apparently it's the same writer so it's going to be kind of like the same some of the original Bob. people working on it but i thought it was interesting because it said the director of the movie is the director from mean girls and freaky friday so it could potentially oh, wow. be a good rom-com because i those are two good they're, i wouldn't say they're like my favorite or the best movies ever I'll made them though if they're but they're a TV. good comfort movie for a girl's night so you yeah. know like after we're done hanging out Maybe and we'll gabbing about tiktok stars we can just watch he's all that i think that's your new word <laughs> i think so okay. i think the guy in it too is supposed to be the guy from uh 13 reasons why I'm not sure i forgot to write that down but if you guys know who that who Wait, I'm talking about, the guy from that's in this movie that's going to be like the oh love which, interest, which guy? I, the from main one. Reasons why the main one with the black hair. Maybe, obviously, we don't watch the show. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. but isn't Addison Ray the one that's really good friends with the Kardashians? Yes, she is. Okay, that's interesting to me. So I feel like I'm a very like I'm very interested in all of this, even though I don't have a TikTok. Why are these people's lives addicting? It doesn't make any I sense to me. I don't know, and it's so it's fascinating to watch. I don't follow them on purpose because they worm their ways into your life, though. Because yes. And it's just, the crazy thing is a lot of these people literally are just famous for dancing and being attractive. Yeah. And they're not even and professional dancers. I'm like, listen, dancers. if I had the confidence to do that, I might do it too. But I I genuinely couldn't tell you psychologically. If you, and if, if anybody out there has any idea why these people, people are so famous. guess that the reason that they're so famous is because they're so normal. But it's weird to see how so quickly they become mm-hmm. not normal because Addison Ray was so normal and now she's yeah. with the Kardashians all the time and she's in their multi million dollar pool backyard yes. area all the time. So it's interesting because they're so attainable until they're not. And I will say that was, I used to watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians with my mom every week. And I remember when it was just, obviously Kim kind of came to fame in a silly way. And so you have that aspect of it. And then you have the OJ trial and then Bruce was an Olympic athlete. But when you watched it, it was just a, a wealthy family living in Calabasas. Yeah. So they, they, I remember what that house looked like. It was a big house in California because yeah. they were semi-famous and made money, but they, at least it was normalcy in a way and then the more that they got into these expensive houses and wearing cartier and like walking in fashion shows and it just got outrageous anymore yes and so with them you can even see because it's only been a year and a half like charlie was in a school uniform a year ago and then now she's getting her hair dyed by like one of the most famous hairdressers in the world right now 
Is it Harry Mainly. by Chrissy? No, it's oh. Brad Mondo, and he just has a big YouTube channel. Okay. Um, but he's pretty famous, I would say. At least I know who he is, and I don't know the style and fashion people. So yeah. Uh, but she's getting her hair done by people like that, or like doing stuff with James Charles, doing collaborations with Morphe, like Dunkin' Donuts, Dunkin' Donuts, and it's just like, I they are normal in a way, but it also I just don't understand how. Not yeah. that there's anything wrong. I just don't understand what the what attached people to them. Maybe it was the dancing at I first, know. and then it was just she's cute, and so people follow for that. And then it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't. It's it is weird because you're yeah. not when they're dancing. It's a lot of lip singing and stuff, so it's not necessarily like you're getting them like their personality and stuff. But maybe in a way you are because they also all wear crop tops. Like every single video I see from TikTok, they're in a crop top. But I don't know. Yeah, you're right, Lauren. So there's your TikTok education for the day. Okay, I was very interested in that more than I, you think I would be. So let's move on to the TV section because oh, baby. I'm really excited because tomorrow is the finale of Dancing with the Stars. So just a quick backstory on me. Me and my mom started watching Dancing with the Stars from the very first season. I have been obsessed with it for so long. Julianne Huff grew up before my eyes. So I love that show and I was so scared about not liking it this year with, because Tom Bergeron kind of got kicked out. But it's still been really good even though Tyra is not the best host and she's not everyone's favorite I'm for plugging sure. my ears. Allison love loves Tyra Banks. I love Tyra Banks. But she's a little bit too self focused to be a host of a show that's not hers okay. i'll take it i can take constructive criticism about yeah. tyra i think tyra is just so used to being the ruler of her own show of her own domain <laughs> and now she's trying to be you know this side act to a show that's not about her and it sometimes comes across as she's like trying to make it all about her that because for example like if somebody dances to a britney spears song she'll be like oh i messaged my girl britney before the show to make sure she was watching blah blah, blah. and that's happened multiple times and everyone's just kind of like okay whatever but not to say that i hate her if she's back on next season it'll be fine i this season has just been really good and i'm very excited for the finale tomorrow i'm hoping that neve the founder of catfish wins because he is so good. i do too because i haven't been watching it like lauren has i watched the first two weeks but going to bed when I do makes it kind yeah. of difficult and I work on until eight. and the problem is I work for an ABC station so they always yeah. cover it so I'm like I there's no point in me watching it because I know who's winning right. but I would like for him to win because I think he's the best dancer because it's Nelly and Nelly um Neve and then oh Caitlin Bristow Caitlin Bristow and who's a bachelorette I think there's just three okay last week when they we showed it they said those were the three finalists but again okay. I haven't been watching so not consistently like I feel you bad because Johnny Weir got voted oh, yeah. off and then Sky Jackson got voted off, which I think Johnny was way better than Sky, but it was a double elimination. So That's sad because his figure skating, I feel oh, like. Oh, the other helped. finalist is Justina. She is from a soap opera. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize there were four. Justina Machacho or something. That might not be the way to pronounce her last name, but I really like her. She's really fun. Okay. So any one of them could win, except I love Nelly, but he doesn't really deserve it. But he's super great. Does he still dance in sneakers? No, he got dance shoes that look like sneakers, though. Okay, that's good. Yeah. So anyways, Does I'm Does Lynn excited. still make appearances? He will. Um, so he wasn't able to judge on the show this year because it was just too much of a health concern for him to come to like LA from his safety in London. But he 
will introduce like a dance or something like tonight Caitlin's doing the rumba and it's this traditional dance with this this and this so I like the educational yeah, aspect so they can he's still an tie educational him in. like person in the show now but I'm hoping he comes back but I've loved Derek as a host he's maybe been they'll great. do it with four they could because they've done that in the past so anyways that's my Dancing with the Stars tidbit. That'll be the last Dancing with the Stars segment, or maybe we'll do one more after the show is yeah. done or something. But Well, in our moving on with our other ABC sponsor, basically, <laughs> that's all we're talking about here, is The Bachelorette. So I will preface this by saying I am, there are a couple of types of Bachelorette people, Lauren. I would like to say that Informe. there's there's the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? the faithful bachelorette viewer that's like they really are here for love and they're gonna fall in love then there's the skeptic who's like i feel like this is fake i'm not really sure and then there's the realist bachelorette i feel like which is me i watch this knowing it's all fake knowing it's produced and knowing that maybe one person here thinks that they're actually gonna fall in love with this person but watching it from a production standpoint is so much fun and so that is why yeah. i have gotten into watching the bachelorette um this is the first full week of Tasha. so if you are not in the bachelorette world basically there was another person who was supposed to be the bachelorette claire, claire. um but she air quotes fell in love in air quotes on night one and quit the show um the kind of controversy or the hoopla around this is that she's kind of claiming through liking tweets and subliminal messaging that she was kind of forced off of the show by the producer producers don't really know no. i don't know if there's any like actual truth to that statement or kind of to those sentiments but they she's not on the show anymore they brought in Tasha. that's the first time that's ever happened personally i feel like from the beginning they knew they, that she was going to leave because when you look at the diversity of the cast i think that they knew that like they were trying to get two people's tastes combine them into one group of men and then they knew that claire was going to leave and Tasha was going to come in because they got different like backgrounds different races different ages and they don't normally do that like i just feel like they knew they were going to do this from the beginning because they have to stay at this one inclusive spa and resort where they're normally in one house and yeah. then they travel all over the world they couldn't do that with covid right and so it's just I don't know. To me, it just looks like they knew they were doing this from the beginning. Um, and the production on this is funny because from someone who works with editing and you look at VOs and SOTs and I just there's times when voices are pitched in that are definitely from a different conversation. There's times where someone shows up in one outfit like later when they were in it earlier. Like you just see things where it's like, uh, this is a bit fishy, but I'm going to keep watching because they edit in things where you know what's going to happen. So for example, this week, Tasha comes in. She's from Colton season circa spring of 2019, and she was did brought he, like, in jump as a backup. A fence or something? She, he did jump a fence. It was because <laughs> so Tasha was one of the final two in his season. He ended up not picking either of the final two. He jumped over a fence for the girl that he ended up picking, but didn't get engaged to. They just dated, and now they are broken up. And she has a restraining order against him. So there's how that season ended. Um, but this is Tasha, why I don't watch the show. <laughs> I know, right? These people are crazy. Um, Tasha was brought on last week, but this was her first episode, like just her. So first episode, full transition into the new Bachelorette. She had one group date to test the men's abilities on how to be a real man, which involved trivia that everyone failed. One of the questions was how to spell limousine. Do you know how to spell limousine, Lauren? L I M. O-U-S-I-N-E. Congratulations, you're a real man. Um, because that's how you spell limousine. Why would you need to not spell that to be a real man? It's that Lauren, does not make any sense. I don't know sense. how to explain to you the way that they tie in things that make no sense to make you think that someone's hot. 
and manly, but they do that on the show all the time. There's a Harvard graduate named Bennett who is admittedly kind of funny to watch on the show. He's a good reprieve from the craziness of everyone else, but he couldn't spell that right. And then they had questions with simple math that was not hard and he was making excuses for how to like that question wasn't worded properly. So the, what's funny is like they'll take, he said he's from Harvard from episode one. So they will make an edit at the beginning or like a talking head of yes. him talking about going to Harvard. And then you know that they're going to set him up to show him being stupid. Dumb. So that's why watching this is fun from a production like, standpoint. The devil works hard, but the bachelor, bachelor producers, producers work, work harder. harder. <laughs> I've seen that before. Um, but later in the episode, Tasha has a group date that involves fighting in a boxing ring. Oh my um, gosh. One guy who's not supposed to be on the date, Noah, who I read a ringer summary of this episode because I didn't remember what happened and they described him as Goose from Top Gun because he looks like Goose from Top Gun with the mustache and everything. He subbed in when he wasn't supposed to be on the group date, got extra time and arose and everyone was upset. Chasen, aka Outer Banks guy because he literally looks like the John B from Outer Banks. I don't know what that guy's real name is. He seems like a front runner right now, but he keeps calling Taysha a smoke show and gets made fun of for his lack of vocabulary. Pretty much that's all <laughs> that you've got to know, guys. This is just very oh comical. My Lord. Um, I will say the lack of vocabulary can be tough. Last week at work, my boss, Tell one of my bosses, he, well, he's not really a boss. He's like a work acquaintance, but he's like a step up for me. I don't really know. Um, but I was explaining something, and I think I used the word derivative, and then I was talking about Japanese grammar because I'm trying to learn Japanese. So I was trying to explain why it's hard to learn it. And he stopped me mid-sentence. And this is someone who roasts me all the time. And he just turned around and said, Allison, I mean this in a good way. You have a good vocabulary. Oh my gosh. And I have never been more complimented in my entire life. That's you a tell great me, compliment Yeah, you, you tell me I look nice. It makes me uncomfortable. You tell me I have a good vocabulary and my, I just, my heart is warm. That yeah. just made me feel so good. That didn't really have anything to do with The Bachelorette, but, That you know. also shows that he, like, knows you, and he appreciates you, I think, because uh, that's, also, like, a very specific compliment. That also makes me think that I sound you. like Bennett, the Harvard guy, and I'm trying to be smarter than I am, and I'm not. I just, I had that PSAT vocabulary had to kick in at some point, so. Well, also, I'm not trying to brag, but I was the second runner-up in my second grade spelling bee, so that's how I knew. Do you remember the word you got out on? I don't even remember, but I know my mom was so proud of me. She sent me flowers to my elementary school because I was second runner up for the spelling bee. <laughs> that is very sweet. I asked that because I remember every spelling bee I've been in, I remember the word I got out on. It was like a humiliation factor. Oh thing. my gosh. Yeah. I've always been like, I want to say better than average at spelling, but it's words that are you not. You spelled limousine right, so. <laughs> it's words that are not that hard to spell. And I think a lot of it comes into like me writing press releases and mm, stuff. That makes I, sense. I just use words you use and odd I have words. to remember to spell them, yeah. My three words were angle. I spelled it like angel. Dungaree. Okay, I wouldn't I know, know how, how to spell, to spell that, that right. D-U-N-G-A-R-E-E. It's like pants. Again, oh. I don't know what it was either. Okay. I was in the fourth grade. And then at the county spelling bee, I got out on the word plateau, but I will always spell that correctly from now, now on. Now on. Those yep. words that end like bureau, plateau, yeah. the French. those are hard. The to French got to stop. Okay. Now I understand why the kids at the spelling bee are like language or nation of origin. I'm like, why is that helpful when I was in the fourth grade? Because I wouldn't study the list. But if it's. But now I understand. French, yeah. I know. That makes sense. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of Europe. Let's talk about the British royal family's portrayal in the newest season of The Crown. 
So I am a huge fan of The Crown. Allison, you've only watched seasons one and two. Yeah, I can't get through season three. I'm going to try to get to it because okay. I'd like to watch season you four. You liked the first but I really, cast better. I really like the, the first cast. cast. If you've never seen The Crown, it's not ruining anything because it's about Princess no. Elizabeth. I mean, but it happened in real life. She, The first two seasons are like her and the royal family when they're Young. younger. And then it jumps to her being older yeah. because it's just two different periods of life. Because it's going to be a limited show. It's not going to be on forever. Obviously. So the first two seasons, it's just got a younger cast. Yes. I really liked Claire Foy, right? Yeah. That plays Queen Elizabeth. But I'll get through it. Right. Eventually. So me and Preston. Okay. So Preston actually is the opposite of you. He did not watch the first and second season because I just didn't think he would like it for some reason, which I don't know why I thought that. But I watched it by myself. And then we went to... He went to study abroad in England for a couple of weeks, and he came back, and I was like, oh my gosh, have you seen The Crown? And he was like, no, you watched it without me, like bitterly. And so then we started watching season three together, because he just skipped season one and two, because, I mean, it happened in real life. Like, you don't really have to watch it to Mm -hmm. get caught up. So he um, started watching season three with me, and then we watched season four just recently because it just came out. And he loved season three, but he did not love season four because he personally does not like Princess Diana, and it breaks my heart because I love her along with the rest of the entire world. Like, don't you think people are obsessed with her? Yeah, I don't really know a lot of people that are excited about the royal family, so no. No, I don't really have anything that, that I can but add to that. Generally, you but just I know, know that, that she has a good reception with Princess Diana. Historically, yeah. yes, Princess Di, like, well, except with the royal family, because I yeah. do know several people that are pretty sure that they had her killed. Because didn't she die in a tunnel? Yeah, she did. But is that? Do they show that in the show? That is not in season four. But that gets probably going to be in there. I think it'll be in season five. Yeah. Okay, then I'll watch season five. I mean, I'll watch season four. <laughs> I just need to finish season three. But, anyways. Season four was so good, and I just love when I watch The Crown because I get swept up in the royal family for a week, and I Google and Wikipedia searched them over and over and over again for like an hour. I will go on a Wikipedia like deep dive into the royal family, and it's just so good. I just need you guys to watch it because I think you would really like it, and if you can get past the first season, you're probably good. I mean, except for Allison, but... The first season is where people usually struggle to get into it the most. Yeah. I don't think it's that it's a bad show. It's just that you have to pay attention. And for me, sometimes I like to do something else when I'm watching TV. So I watch The Crown when I actually want to watch TV. I I cross-stitched during it, so that's possible. But you can't really look at your phone, Mm -mm. like, while you're doing it. So, which, honestly, you probably shouldn't be looking at your phone and watching TV at the same time because that's kind of... I think you just outed, like, 99% of our listeners. There may be, like, one person who doesn't do that. with you all, too. I do it as well. (laughs) (laughs) All right, The Crown, I think that's the last thing we had on our pop culture list, Lauren. So, I enjoyed doing this. It was kind of nice to just talk about stuff that doesn't matter yes, but it, it the cares world has to been us so heavy yeah. i think it was better to have a lot episode which thankfully there's some good things coming up we have two holidays coming up in the next couple oh, weeks i'm a holiday gal i know you are i'm sitting in her living room right now we're together yes. it's been so long since we actually recorded together but i'm looking at her christmas tree right now it smells like a pine forest in this room i know you bought that at trader joe's <laughs> not the tree but a not candle. the tree you know yeah. the candle but my tree is real if trees well. were sold at trader joe's would you get one there maybe if it was like on sale probably <laughs> yeah 
But I'm very excited about Thanksgiving. I know you don't love Thanksgiving food, but it yeah. is my favorite food. And I get my mom to make it for my birthday dinner in May every year. Because even though I love Thanksgiving food, I don't want it that often. So May and then November is like the perfect you know, bookends mm-hmm. of the year to have Thanksgiving food. So I'm very excited for some dressing and, you know, ham, <laughs> deviled eggs. Oh. It's I like it in theory, but I just don't like eating any of it. I know that this is a, <laughs> you a like spicy it on take, but I would rather for holidays just eat something that I like. You know, because my favorite holiday for the longest time, holiday food-wise, was 4th of July because my grandmother would just make hamburgers and hot dogs and homemade ice cream. And I'm like, that's just simple. And my mom, we started this tradition at my house. We would host our cousins and stuff for Christmas Eve. We'd make Mexican food so everybody could make whatever they wanted. We'd make all the some meats and cut up the vegetables and like have everything ready. And then we could eat the leftovers of that for days and I didn't have to yeah. eat cold turkey and cranberry sauce. Yeah. And so, no, I don't like it, but I love the sentiment of thanksgiving and christmas and everything it's just the food that i would just i'll stick to the dessert table at christmas thanksgiving i'll eat the mac and cheese and the turkey but my family's usually late so it's always cold when we eat thanksgiving turkey and i think psychologically that has messed me up from the holiday foods well i think we're gonna do probably an entire like holiday themed episode but i will Mm -hmm. say I see what you're saying because towards Christmas, I do start getting tired of the Thanksgiving holiday food Mm -hmm. menu because... People will do like specials of it or whatever. And in normal, you know, non-COVID times, I mean, it's not uncommon for us to have five different Christmas gatherings, like with our different family members. So for one of mine, my mom and dad, it's at my house and they make steak sandwiches with like peppers and onions and mac and cheese. And it is so good. And people are always so excited because it's not ham and turkey because they can get that other Mm -hmm. places. So it is nice to have. It's I like get making a tradition thing. out of something else. Yeah. Like your own unique tradition. And then we have steaks on Christmas Eve. So I totally get that. Like you need a break, even though the food is good in my opinion. Well, it may not be my favorite. It's one of your favorites. But we do both have a favorite that we want to share I with you guys. I love how creative we get with tying into the <laughs> oh next my gosh. segment. It's, it's like a nerdy love of mine that we have. Call me the queen of segues. Anyway, <laughs> So we are going to bring back the one of the week this season, aka our fancy way of saying our favorite thing that we enjoyed this week. Lauren, what was your the one of the week (sighs) this first week of season three? So I was going to say the crown, but I feel like I just talked about the crown. I feel like that's okay. A lot. Okay. So mine is the crown because I really, really enjoyed it. And maybe I could just go broad and say my favorite thing recently has been like streaming because I go... I'm very like hot and cold with my hobbies. One week I will exclusively cross stitch. One week I will exclusively read. One week I'll exclusively watch TV. This past week was a watching TV time and I watched Killing Eve, The Crown. Like I have so many shows that I've been watching recently. So yeah, I think mine's just gonna be streaming in general. Honestly, what was yours? Well, guys, so I'll, I'll tell on myself a little bit here. It is part of the reason why I was late and forgot my microphone for today. But last week, I feel like I have... <laughs> sorry. I'm trying to think of, like, how to say this and not sound like a nerd. But since Just I have gotten like into... I almost sound like a nerd. Um, since I have gotten into K-pop, thanks to Zari, I have listened to several groups, but BTS is still my favorite. And last week, BTS released a new album. So when I say last week, it's Sunday right now. It came out... 
Friday at midnight in the States. And I actually bought the album that came with it, the deluxe edition. And I will try and share what this is over on like my Instagram. And I'm not trying to say that to plug myself. It's just more of if you're actually curious about what this looks like because it's not just a cd it is like yeah, it's a package it is a package it is like a whole marketing thing and a, a theme and it is so cool and i unboxed it before we came here it came with like posters and like a, a photo book and like photo cards and something in like korean and i wish i could translate it but i can't because i'm not that good it at didn't korean have an english version it, it was like a poster with n- like a message from all of oh. them so the message is in korean i'm sure someone has translated it online somewhere but i was so excited to open it and i already have the posters laid out on our table zari and i are going to hang them up later just like what am i going to do with the posters so we're just going to hang them up uh but i bts's new album it's i will admit it's not my favorite of all of theirs but if you want <gasps> to listen to them no, i'm just joking. i know I'm if you want to listen to one of them Listen to the song Telepathy. It is very, very good. Yeah, BTS. They're great. That's my one of the week is B by BTS. Uh, music video for Life Goes On is very good. And people, listen, Lauren, tying it back to Taylor Swift, people have will post like their streaming goals for the day and like how many this music, yes. music video people needs to get and Taylor stuff. Too. I know they do that for her. And I was like, wow, this is literally insane. But that music video yeah. that came out for their single from the album that didn't debut until midnight on friday was um it's already at 110 million views yeah like that's just crazy to me <laughs> i know did it break the 24-hour streaming no, thing it didn't it they one of their old ones did i think dynamite might have but i'm not really sure so out of the top 22 most viewed videos only three artists have more than one video listed bts and blackpink have five entries each and taylor swift has two that is insane so that's yeah, some good company it's dynamite by bts uh blackpink blackpink and selena gomez's song bts boy with love me by taylor swift and thank you next is up there is the is the first blackpink song like do 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 no it's how you like that okay okay yeah that makes sense and then look what you made me do broke it and they it held the record for quite a bit so that was quite a i remember that comeback yeah quite a comeback which that's what they call them for like this when groups in k-pop come back with like a new album or whatever they just always call it a comeback so like i think of comeback is like britney after she shaved her head yes like coming from the ashes like taylor reputation era but they every time it's an album and they have something released it was called a comeback so zari was like this is your first comeback I was like that's so cool except guys i was we were gonna listen to this album and like stream it and hang out and then, then this watch weekend. all the videos and then i got asked to go travel for football and i was like i can't say no to that and i have to say no to this bts i'm so sorry but anyway yeah that's my one of the week um we just you know if the k-pop conversation interests you next week we might have something interesting for Stay you tuned. in your uh, podcast feed it is going to be fun and i promise it's not just going to be too niche for you to not understand it'll be a it'll be a good time because lauren's gonna get to learn a lot and so will you guys and i'm excited to teach i'm excited no i'll get excited the closer it gets but <laughs> at the moment i'm excited she's yeah. overwhelmed at the moment yeah i'm but overwhelmed we'll get there. <laughs> i'm overwhelmed yeah well everybody that is gonna do it for our first pop culture episode which this was a good time i'm yes, glad that we tried I think this it's out gonna be reoccurring this is a good appetizer for the rest of the potluck meal for this <laughs> season 
I don't think it's that I'm. I don't think it's that I'm good at the getting into it. I think it's just I'm a cheese ball, and this is coming out now. But we do have some fun episodes lined up for you guys for this season. Things that Lauren and I just want to try. Yeah. Things where maybe we're going to be teaching each other about stuff, testing out some opinions, or just sharing fun stories. So stay tuned. I already kind of teased it a little bit, but next week may have a little bit to do with K-pop. It'll be a good time. We'll get some learning. We'll kind of talk about why it's a big deal and how I even got into it in the first place. But. In the meantime, if you'd like to hang out with us until next Tuesday, follow us on Instagram, rate and review us, hopefully five stars on Apple Podcasts, and share us with someone you love, whether that's on social media, by text, or in person. And just as a reminder, while you can follow us on Instagram, you can also now follow us on Twitter, and we have both of those linked below in the show notes. So we hope this podcast reminds you it's nice to have a friend. Bye, everyone. Woo-woo.